please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail. And I've got my whole Monorail family cozied up at the table here with me today. We're all snuggly and cute. Let's start with the first snuggler on my left. Who are you? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know who I am. You are uh, Snuggly McMuffin. I I don't know about that. (laughs) I meant to say McNugget, but McMuffin works. Hello, Snuggles McMuffin. That's not my name. Garrett Monorail's here. Beside Garrett Monorail. Samantha Monorail. Mary Samantha Monorail. So merry. <laughs> happy, happy, happy. Are you feeling festive and in the holiday spirit? Yep. Because it's Christmas time. It is Christmas time. Do they know it's Christmas time at all? It is here. It's arrived. And finally. It hasn't arrived. Finally, the Grinch Monorail. It hasn't arrived yet. It's still <laughs> November. Thanksgiving hasn't even happened. Why are we all grumpy today? I don't know, but I'm turning it around. I know. You keep turning yelling at us. Turning the grump around. Oh, my God. Time to feel some holiday spirit. Um, we're if all If anyone here. wants to come rescue us from Justin's over hyperactivity, please feel free. You got, we're doing a podcast. You've got to bring the energy to the podcast. You want people to listen to us sitting here going... Well, here we are again. It's yes. my NPR voice. That's People not, listen to NPR. At least NPR, they're like happy. They sound like robots. Nope. You guys just, aren't even happy. They just spit the facts. Facts is I'm not ready for this today. Well, this is what's happening. <laughs> today is November the 16th, 2020. Cannot believe it's almost Thanksgiving and I haven't even made a menu. Well, we didn't expect to be staying home, but we are because the virus is out of control. It's going nuts. Coast to coast. L.A. to Chicago. Oh, my God. You're <laughs> Why? That's not even coast to coast. But I'm pretty sure that's a... <laughs> L.A. to Chicago? I, I think that's a Will Smith lyric from from probably the Willennium album. Y'all remember Willennium? No. Well, in uh, the Weezer Thank God for Girls song, it's Tennessee to L.A. So, for some reason, the Carolinas, Florida, all of us, we get no love. <laughs> they get cut out, yeah. We get cut out. Ah, well, all right, let's bring it down. It's episode 134 oh my God. of the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. Now it's NPR. Thank you for joining us. We're so happy that you're here. It's another beautiful Monday morning, and you're probably not commuting to work, but if you are, we're happy to be joining you. Otherwise, uh, people what? are commuting Some to pe- work. Not all people. I don't. You I do. do. I work at home all the time. One out of four people in this house commute to work. <laughs> two out of four people have a job. <laughs> oh. One out of two people commute to work. That means statistically it's a 50-50 chance people are commuting to work according yes. to our sample if size we, of the family. Oh, I'm in statistics right now. <laughs> Samantha Monreal is bringing her statistics knowledge to the table. If this is a representative population, then what we can gain, what we can glean from this is that 50% of the population have jobs, <laughs> and 50% of those 50% are commuting. So 25% of the population are commuting. Yeah. Does that sound about right? Yes. Okay. Let's go with it. Yep. We said it on the podcast. You can mark it down. These are the facts, people. <laughs> Speaking of 25%, do y'all realize that the parks up until this point had been operating at 25% capacity. Tis a lie. Well, this is what they tell us, that this is what they said. It's not true. But sometime over the last week or so, they have increased capacity now to 35%. Why would they do that? Well, because the virus is over. (laughs) (laughs) No, partly because 
things have been going well. There have been no outbreaks that have been tied back to the people going to the parks. Uh, now That haven't been reported. Well, I was going to say you could probably balance that out by saying maybe it's not being reported if people are getting sick by going to the parks. But at least there hasn't been any news of like going to the parks being a super spreader event or anything. But who knows? But based on the fact that they've had success with their protocols, their social distancing, their temperature checks, the mask wearing, all the things, and they're getting even more strict about wearing masks. They're now making announcements that you must keep your mask on and don't eat or drink while in line for rides, which Samantha Monroe oh my gosh. caused this to happen. It's not my fault. They have people hanging out in the hub telling people not to take their mask off when they're taking pictures in front of Cinderella's castle. They're cracking down on some things, and they recently put those signs out that say, if you're seen not adhering to the mask requirements, you'll be asked to leave. We have never seen that happen, but they say they will. Who knows? So they're increasing capacity because the other thing that that, uh, they announced this past week was their earnings for quarter three, and they were not good across the parks. Now, you have to also remember that, of course, Disneyland's not open. Mm -hmm. So that they're just, you know, losing money left and right over there. But across the parks, they're down like negative $1.1 billion for quarter three in 2020. What is it specific to Florida? I don't know. I didn't get that number. No. But well, it seems like... Here, here, I can tell you. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess they're on a different calendar. They're not on the calendar year. So they're saying fourth quarter earnings. Parks and experiences down 61% year over year. 61%. Revenues for the quarter were $14.71 billion with a loss per share of $0.20. Cents. Disney has estimated that the impact of COVID-19 for the fourth quarter has been $3.1 billion. 2.4 of that was in the Parks and Experience segment. And it says Parks and Experience's products revenue was down $2.58 billion year over year. An operating loss of $1.1 billion due to Disneyland and the cruise line being closed. Mm. So... Yes, at some point, they're going to have to find a way to not be in the red. Well, I get it, but Florida seems to be paying the price to pull them out. By increasing capacity, the risk goes up, and we're having to take on that burden of them trying to recover costs, which makes um, no sense, but... Yeah. Eh. I mean, I know what you're saying, and I, and I don't disagree with you. I just feel like Disney feels like they've got to figure out something to do because... With no end in sight to the closure of Disneyland, you know, they're going to have to find a way to generate some more revenue. Now, it seems in their other business segments, they're doing okay. They're uh, they're managing to make money with the Disney Plus streaming service, which just celebrated its one-year anniversary and has a lot of great content coming out. You know, they don't tend to, like, balance the revenue share across the segments, so it's not like they can take that and spread that over to the park's the parks have to be self-sufficient, right? Parks and experiences. So as long as people still aren't traveling, as long as things are still shut down, as long as the virus is still a problem and we don't have it under control, there's probably not, you know, anything that's going to make this better. No. I don't really, I personally don't believe increasing capacity is the answer, but they've got to figure something out. Yeah. I mean, you can't change what's happening state to state, but... Even though Florida's being extremely lax on the virus doesn't mean that the people here should have increased risk. Yeah. But that's just my opinion. I'm, who am I? Who am I? Who yeah. are you? I'm just Sam. You're just Sam Monreal. You have no expertise at all. None. We always say we don't know anything. Last we're not I checked, experts. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> we're not. We're not. Uh, Epidemiologist. Why do you say that word? Epidemiologist. Epidemiologist. We're not epidemiologists. <laughs> We're not doctors. Epidemiologists. <laughs> I'm also not an expert on saying words. Yeah. Give I me mean, another one. But I like to think I'm very smart in epidemiology because um, I listen to a lady on TikTok who is an epidemiologist. Mm -hmm. She's smart. She knows what she's talking about. Well, here's what I would say. If they're going to be increasing park capacity, I think that also means they're going to have to increase ride capacity because as it is right now, the lines are to the point where on really busy days when the parks are near their whatever quoted capacity is, the lines are stretched out so far because of the social distancing. 
that it's like blocking walkways and they're trying mm-hmm. to find ways to not do that, but you end up creating bottlenecks and then people have to get near each other. Sounds like they need to bring back the shows. I think shows would help, but it's time to bring back actors. Yeah. Actors. Acting? Yeah. I I don't know. They gotta figure something out. But anyway, here we are. It's November. We've been dealing with this now for at least eight months. Mm-hmm. And I just read something that said Dr. Fauci said that we probably won't see any semblance of normality until like July of next year, maybe. Yeah. So. I, I have a feeling even after we start getting vaccines and stuff, I'm probably going to wear a mask for a while. Well, I think a lot of people will. I hope there's no stigma attached to that. Like, oh, look at you, you scaredy cat or something. I just think that, you know. Obviously, we're a family who doesn't have a problem with wearing masks. I know people do. I I think that part of a lot of this has been branding problems, like getting out in front of it from the beginning and saying that you're wearing a mask to help others, not just protect yourself. And even if it helps just a little bit, then there's reason to do it, right? Mm -hmm. Even if you could stop one person from getting sick, there's reason to do it. So that's, that's the way that we feel about it. And yeah, I don't see any problem with continuing to wear a mask if you don't feel good. I mean, why isn't that, you know, it's part of cultures in other places. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have a problem with it. But other places, other countries tend to be more considerate, I guess. I don't know. America. <laughs> so, uh, Give me a hamburger with bacon on it, please. <laughs> that um, sounds good. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wanted to share with you that... They do have some uh, Magic Kingdom firework testing scheduled coming up soon. They don't have any announcements for when the fireworks might return, but they have already been testing the Epcot, uh, the new show, Harmonious, the fireworks for Harmonious at Epcot. And now they're going to start testing some fireworks at Magic Kingdom. It just seems like they're moving towards trying to figure out a way to do some nighttime shows. And that would be nice. Yeah. I mean, as long as they have people spacing out, it's outdoors. It'd people be aren't going to space out. That's not going to happen. They're going to have to put dots everywhere and make yeah, people stand on the dots. You think people stand on the dots? They don't even stand on the dots while waiting for a ride. Uh, so, well, most people do. Some people don't. Most people do. So, I don't know. It would be nice to see fireworks in the skies over the Disney parks once again. Yeah. I'd be happy to see that. So. I mean, I'd like to see some fireworks again, but I also am kind of with McKenna. I don't think people are going to listen. I just know how hard it was to watch Happily Ever After. <laughs> mm-hmm. And people will, they want to be right up front. And if that means they have to crowd you and get COVID, then so be it. Well, again, hopefully people are considerate. But if they're going to, I mean, if they start doing the fireworks shows and people start gathering up and at unsafe distances, they'll stop doing it. Yeah, maybe. So. I don't know. Here's some good news. The affection section at the Animal Kingdom is open up as of Sunday, yesterday. So you can go back, ride the train to Rafiki's Planet Watch, and go pet those goats. (laughs) You can brush them. Then your hands will smell stinky. They will. Hey, what are their You can go see popcorn. Yeah. Popcorn the chicken as seen on the magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom. You stole what I was going to say. I knew what you were... I was adding to it. I was joining in. Yeah, I didn't even get to start. I didn't know if you'd remember popcorn. It doesn't matter. I was about to talk about a chicken. It didn't have to have a name. But it's a good name. She looks like a little kernel of popcorn. So, we can go visit popcorn. I don't know if popcorn will let you pet her. She had a big surgery on the Magic of the Animal Kingdom show. That was a while back for her now. She wants me to hold her. Are you all watching the magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom? Because that's a good yes. show. Not you. I no, know I you am. are. Yeah, we are. And oh, good. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Are you watching it, Garrett? Or are you just playing with your phone? I, I've been watching it when you guys watch it. <laughs> the question was really more for the listener. You guys should be watching that show. There's good stuff. Watch The Mandalorian, of course. And then go watch the magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom. Hey, have you noticed that there have been construction walls up in the World Showcase in Italy? What? Did you know that? I noticed it. I don't know. I did, because it's where I thought the bathroom was in Italy, but it turns out there wasn't a bathroom there, so I constantly would walk over there to go to the bathroom, and there's no bathroom. I know. It feels like there should be a bathroom there. Maybe they're putting in a bathroom. Maybe they are. I'm here to tell you they're not. (laughs) What they're actually putting there is a ice cream place. Oh. 
It's going to be called La Gelateria. I don't mean to be rude or anything, but there's a lot of ice cream already. They could use a bathroom. You know what they could have put in there? A bathroom. Like, maybe... Why do you want a bathroom in Italy so bad? Because I look like a fool going <laughs> to the bathroom in Italy, but there's no bathroom. You do, especially if you use the bathroom when there is no bathroom. I don't use the bathroom, but I'm trying to get there and there's no bathroom. I look like an idiot. They cool. should have just put in, like, a fresh pasta place. Where you can go and just get a bowl of pasta and walk around with it? <laughs> hey. well, some walk around yeah. pasta? They would do that. And they'd have little Italian grandmas making fresh pasta. Oh my God. I want an Italian grandma to make me pasta. I don't think it, they would just have grandmas employed there. Why not? Maybe. Become your own Italian grandma. Make your own <laughs> pasta. I can't make pasta if I want to. It's just a lot of work. Okay, do it. Well, I'm excited about ice cream, even if you guys aren't. So I am. I like gelato. Gelato will be good. They don't have a menu yet, and this is just breaking news that this is going to be an ice cream Here place. are some of the flavors I think they'll have. Go ahead. Vanilla. Mm. Chocolate. Ooh, I don't know. Um, maybe maybe brownie. That's wild. Um, I think it'll be tiramisu. Tiramisu. That's okay. Maybe. And spaghetti sauce. <laughs> spaghetti. No, I don't think so. Spaghetti sauce ice cream would be horrible. I think fresh basil ice cream might be good. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. Basil with... Sugar. With tomatoes and mozzarella. Ew. No, you're making a Balsamic pizza. glaze. No, I'm making a caprice. Caprice. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm just happy with more ice cream. And, you know, we're getting the new creperie place in France soon. There's just going to be delicious treats what? all through. Creeps. There already are delicious treats all through World Showcase. but There's already a you crepe could, place. You could ice cream but around they, the world. They just have like two crepes there. I'm, I'm assuming this means more crepes. Yeah, it'll be variety. probably more crepes. Ooh, I bet there's going to be a goat cheese and... Vegetable. Why crepe? you gotta ruin Ew. crepes? Why would you do that? <laughs> savory crepes are a savory thing. Savory crepes are a thing. That but we're disgusting. this is not. Wait, is it is it a crepe place? Yeah. I thought we were at ice cream. No, I'm saying in France near the Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, there will be a crepe place. What the crepe? Place? Okay, so they'll probably have like lemon and sugar. I that's a basic one. We'll still get that same one. Nutella. You'll still still get Nutella. One of the best crepes I ever had was a savory crepe. It's very good. It has spinach in it. Mm. I just feel like y'all are ruining crepes. Like, why do that to crepes? If you want savory, go get you some ramen. Savory Ooh. crepes are a thing. I don't care. That's not what I want. You don't not have my to crepe. order it. Carry it. It ruins it for me if other people are eating savory crepes. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm telling a joke. Gareth said, not my crepe. Not my crepe. Hashtag not my crepe. Um... And then the last thing I'm going to say, this has been some quick hitting news today. Quick. They added the new no-stop security scanners to the Magic Kingdom TTC. Finally. So now they're everywhere. That's Yay. Yeah, those, those things nice. Those things are awesome. If you haven't gotten to do them yet, it's like it, they look basically like the anti-theft scanners that they have at like stores at the mall. They're on either side. They just you just walk through, and people are so like they want to stop and wait till they're told to go. But they just want you to walk, 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 and they'll pull you aside if you've got something that looks weird. But we should run through them and see what they say. I don't think they want us to run through them. Oh. Let's but, try. But it. by the way, no, they also don't want you filming while you go through there. And I made the mistake of doing that once. I don't think that it really matters. What? Ooh, I just filmed. Uh, Filmed walking through nothing. Well, I think it's kind of like going to the TSA or something. They don't really want you filming the security stuff, but... Because they might steal your lip gloss because it's over the ounces. Yeah, I'm talking to you, <laughs> TSA person. Stole my lip gloss. They stole your lip gloss. Well, it's just very convenient. I mean, if you had gone to Disney in the past, you know... Waiting in lines doesn't start when you get in the parks. Like, you typically have to wait for the bus to go to the parks, and then you've got to wait at security, and you've got to do the bag check. This eliminates bag check. You keep your bags on. You don't. And the only thing they ever ask you to take out is, like, uh, umbrellas. Umbrella sunscreen. Umbrellas and aerosol cans. And your baby. And your baby. <laughs> take your baby out of your backpack and walk through the scanner. And it's very fast. There yeah. are no backups. It's, it's great. So I'm glad that, the, you know... If COVID's done nothing good for us, it has at least forced Disney to change their security procedures, and that'll be good forever. I don't know. Maybe that's what if it's not good forever for me to say. No. Um. Yeah. 
<laughs> Go ahead, Garrett. I didn't have anything to say. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up soon, if you all really are in the Christmas spirit, and we are, we put our Christmas decorations up outside yesterday. I felt like Clark W. Griswold out there lighting up the Christmas trees. Not to, not to uh, take back my name, um, but I got two tiny little Christmas stockings for my lizards. <laughs> you did? <laughs> what are you going to put in there for them? Worm. A worm? Just a oh, worm. what if I get them super worm? Okay. Oh, and then they will be so excited. Come in. Not a lot to have them. I'm gonna get you guys super worms for your stockings. Okay. No. Yeah. No. Well, if you want to get in the Christmas spirit by watching holiday specials, there are several that are coming to the Disney Channel. Just watch Elf. You can watch Elf, which is not Disney. It's awesome though. You could watch Home Alone on Disney Plus or Noel, which we watched last year, which I thought was cute. It's okay. It's basically Elf. Yeah. But with Anna Kendrick, Kendrick in it instead. Will Ferrell's better. Uh, <laughs> well, so there's a new special coming to the Disney Channel called Disney's Holiday Magic Quest, a high stakes challenge that navigates the Magic Kingdom Park, hosted virtually by Raven Simone. Oh. Magi, Magi Quest. And somehow there are, are several stars from Zombies 2 who are participating in this and adventure through the Magic Kingdom Park. Garrett wants to do it. No, I made um, a bad face about that, actually. What's Zombies 2? And we you don't haven't, know. You haven't heard about that? That's like a Disney Channel thing. Yeah. And it's... I don't know. How to, I Is that the one where they have the zombie song and they're like it's, dancing, but they're in love because they're zombies? It's sure. the one zombies where zombies aren't zombies. They're just people who have green hair. Um, oh, I do know this. Yeah. I That's do why know I don't approve one. of it. You yes. guys are such teenagers. If you're familiar with zombies too, the stars that are participating in this challenge are Milo Mannheim, Kylie Russell, Ariel Martin, and Pierce Joza. And uh, after iconic Disney villains Maleficent and Evil Queen steal holiday magic, the stars must overcome obstacles and complete challenges to restore the joy of the season. Can um, we join and sabotage the stars? No, it's already. I think it's already filmed. Do you remember Dang people it. posting pictures of what looked like a ninja warrior stage in front of the castle? No. Uh, well, they were. It happened a couple weeks ago, and this is most likely what this was Why for. Why don't they just put a magic quest in Disney? They have that. It's called the Sorcerer's. No, that's different. You what don't is it get called? To build a wand. Sorcerer's of the Magic Kingdom. The Magic you don't Kingdom. get to build a wand with that. No, but you get to build a deck and you go fight things. <laughs> okay, so back to okay. Disney's Holiday Magic Quest. Um, the winner will. The grand prize to the winner is going to be something that benefits Toys for Tots. So it's not like you know. One of these stars that wins gets ten thousand dollars or something. They're fine. They're gonna, they're gonna. It's all going to charity. I like stuff too. If they ever wanted to set up a charity for toys for Sam, you don't need any toys. No, I don't. <laughs> if you'd like to watch this show, you can tune in for the premiere of Disney's Holiday Magic Quest on Disney Channel Friday, December fourth at eight p.m. And I'm sure that eventually we'll have be able to watch that on Disney Plus. But premiere on the Disney Channel. Um. You can hey, watch that. Before we wrap up, I'm just going to say, speaking of Friday, December 4th, we can't watch it because we will not be home that night. Oh. Yes. We had an anonymous sponsor reach out to us and tell us that they wanted to make a donation on our behalf to give, give Kids the World so that we could attend the Night of a Million Lights event at Give Kids the World Village. So they've asked not to be named, but I, they know who they are. And I just want to say thank you so much. We're really looking forward to this. So not only do we get to experience it, one of the stipulations, we have to capture it. They want to see it through our digital mediums. So we're going to be recording with the GoPro, taking pictures with our phones and things like that. And we will definitely share that with all of you. But also thank you for donating to a great charity. And we'll be matching it as well. Yeah, we're going to definitely uh, match the donation so that um, we're putting our piece in. Yeah. And donating too. And when we get there, we'll make sure to participate in things that help give additional donations like to eating lots of food yes yeah. we'll be Drink. buying treats for sure well i'd like to probably get us all t-shirts too so we could do something like that yeah do they have eggnog i'm sure they will have eggnog yeah chocolate <laughs> which is significantly better than eggnog and while uh, in your opinion 
While this particular event is not directly tied to Disney, Give Kids the World is the uh, organization that actually brings in underprivileged kids or kids that have dealt with an illness and helps bring their families in and then gives them tickets to go to Disney. And um, this particular event, the Night of a Million Lights, Disney donated a lot of their like Christmas displays that I guess they haven't been using. Maybe they were parts of the streets of America or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And they they donated that to the give kids the world village so they could use it for their display. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I'm excited. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm excited to do it too. I'm looking forward to it. And I like stuff that's a good cause. We, you know, are always looking for good things to donate to, um, especially at the holiday time. So yeah, it'll be good. So be watching because I'll definitely take the GoPro. We'll we'll take pictures. We'll video it. We'll maybe we'll do some Facebook live streaming. So you make sure you better join that Monday morning Monorail family on Facebook. If you're not already there, join it so you can live stream with us and and watch our experience. Watch us enjoy some hot chocolate and eggnog, and <laughs> <laughs> and that sounds fun. And maybe maybe we can meet Santa Claus. Uh-huh. I've seen people taking like uh, distanced pictures with Santa and Mrs. Claus. Oh, good. You know. So, that'll be fun. Yeah. So Man, be good. 2020 is going to be a year to remember. <laughs> no kidding. For many years to come. Yeah. So I'm sure 2021 won't be too far behind it either. So Hopefully it's a year of just getting better. I hope so. Everything getting better. All right. Well, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to have a double food review for you. So stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss it. Welcome back to the monorail. It is time for us to share our Disney dining experience reviews with you. And we've got a double shot of Disney reviews today. Do you think we should start with the fancy one or the Let's casual? Let's do it in order. We had a fancy one first and okay. then we get in with the casual. Okay. So going back to Halloween, which was our 11th wedding anniversary, Samantha Monorail and I, we got reservations at the California Grill. Because we knew this Halloween was going to be weird anyway. We weren't going to be able to really be handing candy to kids and all that kind of thing. So in order to make us feel better about the holiday, we went to a, a nice fancy dinner. So we made reservations. Our reservations were late. That wasn't it like 830 or something. Felt late. I think late. they were pretty late. Mm-hmm. But we arrived at the Contemporary around 745, which gave us time to go to the Outer Rim Lounge, which is over by Chef Mickey's. It's a nice little place you can walk up or, you know, they do have servers walking around. So we, we grabbed a table by the window where we could see the that full blue moon. Yeah. Yeah. That was a crazy moon. Yeah, it was. It, and right over the waters of mm-hmm. the, you know, uh, Bay Lake, I guess. And so we ordered some drinks there. I can't remember if I got, did I get, I got that Poblano margarita, didn't I? I think I did. Uh, I think so. It's like a spicy margarita. It was good. Yeah. I got a Coke. Yeah. And you, you got your, like, a signature... A gin martini. Gin martini. It's not a signature. You love the gin martini. Shaken, not stirred. Yeah, in honor of Sean Connery, uh-huh. who had passed away that, that weekend, so... I don't remember what I had to drink. You had a watermelon thing. Oh. Yep, watermelon lemonade, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Was that good? Probably. <laughs> he was too... He's too drunk to remember. <laughs> Or was yeah. too drunk to remember. But we, we enjoyed our drinks. We had checked in at the restaurant as soon as we could, but we also walked over and we did some shopping at the little gift shops in the, you know, right there in the Grand Canyon Concourse. I, I just love the contemporary Concourse, Grand Canyon Concourse. The monorail's going through, you know, you got the shopping in there, the lounges like open air into the concourse. It's just very nice. So we enjoyed that. When we finally got called to the table, we checked in at the front desk and then you climb aboard. One party at a time, the elevator that takes you right up to the California Grill. And we ended up being seated in the wine room. Yeah. Isn't that what they told us? I think so. It was kind of like this little sectioned off room. I would imagine if you had like a big group event or something, it'd be, it they would probably put a group in there yeah. and close the doors. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of had a view of Spaceship Earth out of our window. We did. Yeah. Uh, Magic Kingdom was to our backs. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of on the other side of the restaurant. But... 
once you go up there, they tell you, of course, if you're going to walk around, you got to have your mask on, but you can go out on the observation decks and go see the Magic Kingdom, which they had lit up special for Halloween, which was very cool. And um, you can see, of course, Space Mountain all lit up, and you could see peeking over the trees, you could see Spl- Splash Mountain's little tree on top of there. And, and then you, off in the distance, of course, you can see all sorts of things. The views are great. However, without fireworks, without that to look forward to, it takes a little bit of the excitement away from being up there on the observation deck. But it was still pretty to see. But let's talk about food. We started with an appetizer. We got the braised beef short wonton, rib. short rib wontons. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts on the wontons? They were fine. I didn't really like them. I mean, they were fine. I didn't have it, so. <laughs> but we did. We they did bring us like bread to the table. The bread was good. It was, it was sourdough. Sourdough is delicious. They brought us sourdough, and then there was like a was oil. it like olive oil? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you call that? Olive oil with wasn't there like tomatoes and stuff in it? Bruschetta. Maybe it was like a bruschetta. Whatever. Kind of uh, but if that's any- how you say it. But anyway, I think it was good. The but the, I agree. I don't think the wontons were that great. Which are you know our friend Jeff who talks to us on the on Tuesday nights on the Parks and Monorails Most Magical Hour said that he had the short rib wontons and they loved them. Hmm. So I wonder is this one of those cases of maybe the quality isn't as good right now? Just hit or miss. Two of those, I don't know. So that was a little disappointing, but it was okay. We moved on. We had our dinners to look forward to. For entrees, McKenna and I had the scallops, which were, by the way, very good. Lots of garnish. Yeah, it was a garnish. It's vegetables they <laughs> give you. Lots of garnish that I didn't eat. <laughs> those weren't. That's, that's part of the meal. No. <laughs> You're supposed to eat the vegetables, McKenna. It's garnish. <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking like. Pieces of parsley. Leaves of parsley. Yeah. This, these were like carrots. And <laughs> potatoes. Potatoes. <laughs> there were no potatoes. There were. There were not. Yes. It was like a potato puree that they made. Yeah. Oh, the puree. Okay. That's a garnish. <laughs> <laughs> not. Uh, yeah, totally. That's all a garnish. Garrett agrees with me. It wasn't garnish. It was good. I ate all of it. I loved the scallops. The I mean, scallops to me. Scallops were delicious. Were they the best scallops I've had in my life? I don't think I could say that. Were they very good and probably worthy of like a fine dining, signature dining? I think so. Yeah. I think, I think they were hmm. good enough. On the other hand, Sam ordered the filet. I, you know, a filet. I, I needed my protein. Yeah. And I was like, Trying not to get too saucy. By that, I mean like having too much sauce on my meals, you know. And so it was a pretty safe bet, and it had good vegetable sides. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, cool. Um, The corn that it came with was pretty tasty, but the filet tasted like a pot roast. (laughs) It did. It was weird. It was really weird. Like, it was tender, and it was juicy, but it didn't taste like a filet. No. It's almost like... They cooked it slowly in gravy all day. Yeah. But then there was no gravy on it. Yeah. It was bizarre. It was like, I don't know. It did not, like, filet is something, I don't always get filet when I get steak, but I've had quite a few filets in my time. And they overcooked it. Because I wanted, like, I like closer to medium rare to medium. Yeah, yours was a little bit more done. And it was pretty done. But that's okay. And by the way, for those of you who think we're too picky and send things back, we didn't send it back. Oh, no, I ate the whole thing. I mean, for a pot roast, it tastes pretty good. (laughs) Just didn't taste like The Cardillo's never would have sent that back, Uh, for sure. Yeah. They would Even if it was burnt to a crisp, they would have eaten it, and then they would have told us that we shouldn't have complained about it. I'm just kidding. (laughs) This was a discussion on the Parks and Monorail's Most Magical Hour one night. Um... But yeah, I, I don't know. It, so what we're talking about, it was the oak-fired filet of beef. Uh, it comes with grilled Brentwood corn. Yeah, that corn was good. Uh, Calabrian chili butter, creamy barley, sweet onion demi-glaze. Uh, the barley was good. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting. Garrett had sushi. Yeah, it was, that's, that was the next. He had sashimi, yeah. So Garrett got uh, sashimi, which comes with tuna, salmon, Hamachi, octopus, citrus ponzu, and furikake rice. Um, it was okay. Not very memorable. It wasn't. It wasn't something that you would. Would you order it again if we went there, or would you want something else? I'd want something else. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, fish is good. Like you, the fish, there wasn't anything wrong with the fish. I right. think for him, you're used to rolls of sushi and you got sashimi. So it was a little different for, for Garrett. I thought it was going to be rolls. I didn't know. Yeah. Let me correct my puree comment about our scallop plate. It comes with a carrot puree, not a potato. It's a carrot puree, butter poached baby carrots, orange gel, <laughs> pickled pear or pickle, pickled, easy for me to say, pickled pearl onions, watermelon radish. Yeah, I didn't think that's not all potatoes. garnish. It was all garnish. That's most. That's like not garnish. Those at all. were garnishes. They were all fancy looking. I no, didn't eat them. Those little pearl onions you guys had that were they pickled. Were good. They were really yeah, good. Yeah, they were good. I was very much enjoying your onions that you didn't eat. You're supposed to eat these things. And it was pickled, McKenna. Pickled vegetables are the best. They were garnishes. So, let's give our thoughts. As far as atmosphere, how would you rate the contem- or oh, the California Grill? High for atmosphere. It's pretty. It's beautiful there. Yeah. Service was good. Service, the guy was fantastic server. And I think if I would have said something to him about the steak, he would have been happy to help. But mm-hmm. I, it didn't taste bad. It just tastes like... Like we we, we threw him off, off a little bit when we were asking him about the appetizers because one of the options for appetizers is this Sonoma goat cheese ravioli. And <laughs> look, maybe this was a stupid question, <laughs> but I asked him, how was the ravioli prepared? He kind of got this confused look and took like a pregnant pause before saying, well, they're boiled. <laughs> But we were thinking deep fried. I thought it might be like deep fried so you could eat it with your fingers. I realized we were at a fancy restaurant. Maybe that was a stupid thing to think, but that's what I thought. I don't know. I think a deep fried ravioli at a restaurant that's fancy. But anyways. But I'd eat fried pickles at a fancy restaurant. Um, <laughs> so, so that was maybe a dumb question. But uh, otherwise, I mean, I thought the scallops were good. Like food wise, I would... We have had, I'm going to say we've had better meals at Disney. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? I agree. What, yeah. I still would put La Cellier above I would too. this meal. Yeah. La Cellier was awesome. Is yeah. that? Do you think that's the best meal we've had on Disney property so far as a family? I had pretzel rolls there, so. I, uh, I've had so good. many good meals. Oh, that's hard. Think about it from like signature dining, though, not necessarily all the table service. Would you put Be Our Guest at the same level as La Cellier? Or mm. I would put um, Woody's Lunchbox above oh, Garrett. California Grill. All right. Stop it. I think, um, I think Be Our Guest was like one of those like bucket list things for me, and I would definitely eat there again. I'd probably cry again. <laughs> But, I just mean in terms of food, though. Um, yeah, La Salle was just—it's hard to beat. Fantastic. California Grill wasn't quite there, but you're still no. you're paying those really high prices. Look, I, I yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. If I had to choose between those tachos and the fish that I got, <laughs> I would. I think I would definitely <laughs> tachos choose are tachos. delicious. They are good. They are good. You know, you know how I am. I do know how you are. I prefer. Things that aren't fancy that taste good than things that are fancy and don't taste good. <laughs> That's crazy. God. Well, you know what? Nobody wants food that doesn't taste good. Well, some people get food because it's fancy. I think that fancy food tastes Look, good, though. Every time I've gone to a fancy restaurant, the food was okay to me. But when I go to ones that aren't as fancy, the food is really good. Like Shake Shack's delicious. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. Yeah, you guys crack me up. Oh. <laughs> so so anyways, um I here's what I would say overall. I think if they were doing the fireworks and you could do it for like a special occasion, I think you could still have a nice meal. People say really good things about the flatbreads. We didn't try the flatbread. Yeah. You know, we the pizza, should've. the wood-burned oven uh, pizzas. They say they're good. Um, you might find things you really like. You might be able to make it worth it. 
I just think if you're if if it's all about the food and not necessarily the atmosphere and having the view of the fireworks, maybe go somewhere else. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. But I will say, like, if you've never been, it's definitely worth a go. And I love the contemporary. I love any chance to go there. So me saying that, that's maybe pretty. Um, the wave has killer fish tacos and they'll bring you out Doritos to crunch on top of them. They might not always. Your experience may vary. (laughs) That might have been a pacifier to get you to calm down. I wasn't irate. I know. know. I'm just, I'm teasing you. All right. So let's move on to the next one. Okay. So just uh, a week ago on Saturday, we went back for the first time in six years to the sci-fi dine-in theater. 10 out of 10 would eat again. I love sci-fi. It was really good. We should give the background of when we went the first time. You know, the kids, of course, were six years younger. We went there for the atmosphere. We knew it was like a burgers kind of place. Mm-hmm. And, but I was having a panic attack. Garrett was having a panic attack because he was worried about... We had already told him we were going to go back and ride Tower of Terror again. So he worried about that the whole time we were eating. <laughs> but it, our review was atmosphere was great. Food was just fine. Yeah, it was, I don't remember it being, like, something we were all like, wow, when we left, you yeah. know? I think we were all like, okay. Yeah. That, that was That's how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. And I know you guys might not really remember the food that clearly, but it was just like, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. It was really more about the experience. This time, totally different. I thought the food was great. I it was awesome. It was really good. And the shake was good. That yeah, I, I don't know what the difference was. I don't know what's changed. By the way, we have heard that the chef from California Grill is n- no longer there. Like, they changed out chefs sometime in the last year or so. Mm-hmm. And, w- like, the head chef. And when that happened, people have said the food has kind of gone down a little bit since then. Okay. So, maybe, I don't know, maybe they upgraded their chef at Sci-Fi Dine-In Maybe or that's the California Grill chef. Yeah, right. because-, <laughs> <laughs> because my burger was cooked perfectly. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I like my burger medium. And whenever I cut into it, it was the perfect medium. Yes. The bacon was crispy. The blue cheese actually tastes like fresh blue cheese on my burger. Because I love, um, I like stinky cheese. I like that pungent taste on food. And so, um, it's, it wasn't like the fake blue cheese that they put on burgers right, yeah. where it's all creamy. It was actually crumbles, crumbles of, of blue cheese. Yeah. yeah, yours was the beef and blue burger, which oh, yeah. is signature blend of beef on a brioche roll topped with blue cheese, onion marmalade, bacon lettuce, and a gourmet tomato. And you got it without the bun. Oh, yeah. But that onion marmalade was so good. Mm. It was sweet and oniony. Sweet oh, my and oniony. Mm. They also offered a seasonal specialty burger, so I decided to ask them about that, and this time it was a southern burger that came with a fried green tomato and pimento cheese, and I was sold immediately, Yeah. so that's what I got, and it was fantastic! It was so good! Now look, I've had pimento burgers in the past. I think typically you call like a pimento cheeseburger a Thunder Road. I think I, I think that's what they're called. I don't know. But they're very messy. They can be very sloppy, but they're delicious. Mm -hmm. This was so good. The fried green tomato was perfect. I got onion rings on the side instead of fries. The onion rings may be a little chewy, but they were still good. And I was very satisfied. I thought it was great. Like, I was really, really pleased. I don't remember being... I think when we went before, I got the... The buffalo chicken tender salad, the buffalo chicken salad, and I don't remember it being very good. Yeah, I don't remember what I got last time, but I'm sure it was a burger. Yeah. Garrett, what did you have? Did you just get a cheeseburger? Yeah. Which I thought it was really good, and um, the entertainment of the place added to it. Yeah, of course. Of course. And Garrett up front got a... Milkshake. The milkshake. Yeah, I, I didn't know what you were trying to get me to say. <laughs> yeah, apparently but not. But yeah, I, I did get a shake. I mentioned it earlier. Was it, was it cookies and cream? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And you ended up with a shake too, didn't you? What? It was just vanilla, but the fried pickles were awesome. Yeah, we got the fried yeah. pickle oh. appetizer. They were good. And what I, was your entree? I just got a normal burger. A normal burger. And I... Yeah, you, I threw my tomato at Karen. <laughs> <laughs> The fried pickles were the best fried pickles of all time. Those are some, <laughs> well, Hooters fried pickles are really good. Hooters fried pickles are good. 
You go there for the fried pickles, people. Yeah, they and the wings. Really I kind of the wings are. I want to get fried pickle takeout. Yeah, but um, you go to Hooters for the fried pickles and the Hooters. <laughs> but yes, these were good fried pickles. <laughs> I did enjoy the uh, the crispy whatever their batter was was it was good. I I mean, and they gave like a horseradish dipping sauce that yeah, was good. I haven't had fried pickles in a really really long time. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure I was like. Moaning a little, like crying. <laughs> At the, and then we we topped off our meal with the house-made sci-fi candy bar, which is cookies and cream mousse, chocolate ganache, and chocolate sauce. It's very rich. Oh my gosh, I could have eaten that too. That it whole was very thing. good, though. Very <sighs> good. Like honestly, and maybe it's because California Grill, our expectations were way high, and we went in and we were like, huh. Sci-fi, my expectations were low. Yeah, I was just ready to let the kids watch the, like, be in that place. I I was excited about that. It's different for me because my expectations weren't low. They were pretty high because Mm -hmm. I actually feel like I had a good experience last time. Okay. Um, We went to it, like, before this time. Yeah. So, but then I still really liked it. So I don't think it's the just the expectations. For me, I think for me, though, it was. It, It balanced out. Or affected well, I mean, my opinion. I mean, it wasn't just the expectations. Right. I think they delivered good food. Mm-hmm. They did a great job. Atmosphere-wise, we knew we were going to love it. This place is so cool. If you've never been to Sci-Fi Dine-In, let's explain it a little bit. So, it's like you're... They tell you, actually, you're time-traveling back to the 50s. You're going to a drive-in movie theater where they're playing sci-fi movies. And most of the tables are set up like you're sitting in a car. So, there's three rows... And two people can sit in each row. So you're all facing forward. It's not great. Like, you wouldn't want to go there with, like, two, you know, two couples go on a double date because (laughs) you're going to be talking to the back of people's heads. Um, They do have some cars that are basically set up, like, almost like a picnic table with, like, the front of a car and a back of a car. So you'd have maybe, like, six people and three on either side facing each other. And then they have some tables in the very back where I think they just put couples where they are... Um, just like outdoor, they look like tables you'd see outdoor at a fast food place. They're like round tables with an umbrella. And it, and basically, it's nighttime. Um, there are stars all in the sky, all around you. And you've got a projection screen in front of you. And they're playing these old cheesy sci-fi clips. And, of course, like previews and teasers for, like, go to the snack bar and get a hot dog and, like, all this different stuff. The, the counter where the servers go pick up the food and bring it to you is set up like a drive-in theater snack bar. And it's just... I One of the things I love so much about this place... Again, I've said this on the live show on Tuesday night. Because it's dimly lit and because they're showing stuff on a screen, I think it makes people feel like they've got to lower their voices while they're talking. Yes. So it's like a quiet restaurant. It's it's, awesome. it's a It's a family restaurant. But the volume is very low. It's nice. It is really nice. Yeah. Um, and also they play a clip of someone who's my idol on the screen. It's the Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman. <laughs> yeah. Man, she's like big, tall, beautiful woman going around crushing people. I love it. <laughs> I'm like such an inspiration. She's my idol. I'm gonna I'm gonna get dressed up. And a bra and a cute little skirt and some heels and go crush a bunch of people. <laughs> well, how are you going to dress up as a tall person? You're not 50 foot. Somebody, I need one of those honey, I blew up the kids kind of thing. <laughs> Somebody has um, a inflating gray <laughs> thing. <laughs> Blow me up so I can go crush towns. <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be so much fun. Well. I don't think that's scientifically possible. Oh, that's too bad. When it is, I'll be the first test subject. McKenna found a new favorite song while we were there. Oh, The Blob? Yeah. I was thinking about it. I've been listening to it. It's on my recent. What are some of the lyrics? Give us some of those lyrics. I will not be singing. Tell me what it says. I'll sing it. It slinks and slides and goes across the floor. That was wrong. It's something like that. Beware of the blob. Who sings that song? Oh, um, let me look. (laughs) <laughs> my mom. She put it on. She picked up her Kazam. Shazam. Kazam. That was a movie with Shaq. Uh, and she decided to add this to like her Spotify playlist. And 
the answer to the question we've all been waiting for. Ralph Carmichael. Ralph Carmichael. I was trying to figure out that last name. It looked yeah. weird. I guess the loop that they put on the screen is about an hour long. We ended up overlapping it by about 10 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. So we saw the full loop. And we ended up hearing the Blob song twice. That lady's cool. (laughs) Still hung up on the lady. My favorite clip is probably the one where they're talking about all the new technology coming to kitchens. um, And they're showing. (laughs) They're just saying, we won't be able to keep mom out of the kitchen with all these new technologies. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the one where they like, it was uh, France. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, and they said... What was the, the French frying line? saucer? Yeah, the frying saucer. Yeah, it's like some sort of a magnetic stovetop or something. This is how you get a French man or something like that at the end. Yeah, I so. think this is why you keep buying me gadgets because you like that commercial and you think if you give me fancy gadgets for the kitchen, I won't get out of the yeah, kitchen. Yeah, it's true. We won't be able to get you out of the kitchen. <laughs> I like the one where it's showing off the uh, the, the flying saucer, like what we'll use in the future and it's just attached that <laughs> stick and it's just spinning <laughs> that's how we'll get places a giant flying saucer on a stick that spins in circles so it was good uh overall i would say atmosphere 10 out of 10 yeah food for the fact that it's a it is table service but it's a burger place i i mean based on what i expected I, I don't I didn't have any points to mark up. Maybe I'd give it a nine. I guess a nine out of ten. Yeah, ten out of ten. Let me tell you, ever since we left there I've been trying to like I've been craving another blue cheeseburger. Fried and pickles. We, oh, no kidding. And we got a um, burger cheese. blue cheeseburger for me. Um and I didn't even think it was nearly as good as sci fi. I, I really would if you said, hey, let's go drive there to eat and we'll leave, I would do it. <laughs> hey, let's go drive there to eat and we'll leave. <laughs> why would we leave, though? Why, don't, why not just stay That's... and do rides? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying I would go out there just for that burger because it was really tasty and really hit the spot. Final words about California Grill or Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater? Food. Food, good. McKenna's giving a thumbs up. To give you guys a little preview about what's up to come on the podcast, I plan that I am going to put together our first ever greatest hits show. Um, I think Ooh, it's that sounds like a I lot think of it's going to be I think it's going to be the first twenty episodes of the show for this first one. But let me tell you, while I've been I've been listening back at like double speed to try to find clips that I want to put in there, and there's a lot of really good stuff. But the origin of the stitch is still closed joke. That started in episode three of this podcast. Oh my god, when is that joke going to die? It has continued for the entire show. (laughs) It's, it was because it was the first time, like Stitch went down for refurbishment, like almost right after we started the show. Oh. So we ended Stitch. We killed Stitch. Yeah. Woo. Also, get your feet out from under there. No. Just kidding. I'm kicking people. We're, We're sitting at a card table and I'm kicking people under the table. Um refurbishment skeletons also happened in episode three and we thought it was hilarious it never really took off (laughs) 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 the first appearance of our first ever shout out was jocelyn disney gratitude one and she was like the first person that ever shared our tweets or shared like with other people that our show was coming up that was that was jocelyn and i think that was either episode two or three our first shout out to adam was episode four. Wow! But I didn't know who he was, and I just called him the mouse and more. <laughs> and our first shout-out to Janillo was episode four. Oh! Except I didn't know if it was Janillo, because it's a double L. <laughs> or Janillo. <laughs> um, the, first, the first mention of Allison was episode six. Oh, wow! And Tony the Disney Dad, also episode six. I wrote down lobster roll. Oh, you told the you told the lobster roll story in episode six. <laughs> uh, episode eight, first mention of uh, Matt. Hashtag find Matt, yeah. our favorite Disney security guard. All the way back to episode eight. Holy crap! And Sabra and Dillo's Diz. 
Wow. All in episode eight. When did we start the armadillo? That co- I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, okay. Wow. And they, they did, I think we asked them questions. Like, that must be coming up. I'm on episode 10 now. I'm starting to listen to episode 10. And so I think I'm getting ready to get to some intense Dillo's Diz references uh, very soon. So, yeah. <laughs> If you're a if you're a Monday morning monorail historian, those are some key dates for you to keep in mind. All of those shout outs too are people that we still are in touch with and we, we really enjoy, you know, getting to know and we've met even more people over time that are amazing. Yeah. All those people I mentioned we've met in person now. Yeah. And yeah, it's been it's been crazy. I couldn't believe when I heard when I heard us say the mouse and more like on episode six, I was like I had no idea we were talking to him way back then. Yeah. Like I, I don't know why I thought he was more recent, but I guess maybe we became more aware of Adam after we met him in person. Right. Um, but I was already following their podcast. I remember the first time we met Adam, he was he was there meeting up with Jeremy and Rhonda from Main Street Magic. We were mm-hmm. at the Polynesian, and Jeremy told him that we did a podcast. And I was like, yeah, I know you do too. I actually follow you. And I showed him that I had his podcast favorited on Stitcher. And he was like, oh, uh, I don't think I have yours. So it's, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> we don't care. We're not important enough for Adam. It's okay. Right. We're just always waiting on Adam. Always hashtag waiting for Adam. So anyways, uh, good stuff. I'm excited. Like, uh, what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm basically writing timestamps down as I listen to the shows, and I'm going to just pull the audio and clip those things out and piece them all together and release the greatest hits at some point so we can have like Ooh, a- Ooh, it should be a Christmas thing. Yeah. Right. I was going to do it at the holidays. And then I'm going to try to catch up eventually, so 20 at a time, maybe. Yeah. So- that means a lot of stuff isn't going to make it. So if you really want all the Monday morning monorail goodness, you got to go back and just listen to the episodes yourself. I did realize Stitcher only has like the last hundred. But if you go to Podbean or iTunes, I think you can get them all. Yeah, I think so too. So, And um, you'll be surprised to hear what Garrett sounds like. Yeah. No, I'm, just, I'm, just don't go back. No, I'm so excited to put no. those clips in because if I, if, I was to, if I would put enough episode clips in one episode, you could hear Garrett's voice change. In a single episode, that would be crazy. I should do it. I, I, you I should do, not do like it. How I sounded. We had several episodes back in those days that the kids didn't record with us. Yeah, we started making them because we started the. If you live in our house, you live by our <laughs> rules. <laughs> yep. Well, you were working at Chick Fil A. Yeah, I had a job. Yeah, so you couldn't always be there when we recorded, and then Garrett would be like, "I'm playing video games." <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that is true. I'm on a call with my friends. You guys should be encouraging and, uh, and should we? being happy should we? about socialization, not <laughs> discouraging it and not allowing it. This is socialization right here. We talk family. to you guys every day. Yeah, right. You do not. There are days I go without speaking to you once. I have at least said a word to all of you every day. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So, anyways, are you looking up something to share on the podcast, or are you just playing with your phone? No. Um, well, it only goes back to episode 37. On what? On, on uh, iTunes. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's like the last hundred, basically. Yeah. Because some of our episodes don't have numbers. Okay. So that's why, yeah, it's the last hundred, I guess, on iTunes. But if you go to Podbean, you can go all the way back to episode one, just so you all know. You can listen to it there. And I think even... Would you be able to hear the live shows? No, I'd have to give you access to them. So, all right. Well, let's wrap it up for today. If you want to see some exciting YouTube content, I suggest you follow Skelegummy. Subscribe. Yep. I have 123 subscribers now. Nice. I need to start making videos again, but I'm waiting until summer. Because what? I don't need another thing making it harder to get work done. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> we actually referenced uh, in one of the episodes I listened to, like, because we started in May. So we were at that point, Garrett was on summer break. And he, you mentioned your YouTube channel and you were like, video summer is coming up. And you were wanting the people to subscribe. It was now that's every summer because I'm able to make videos during the summer. Yeah, it was just funny. That was your your marketing campaign was video summer. Um, so check out Skelegummy. He's Skelegummy everywhere on yeah. all of the social medias and YouTube. 
We are at Morning Monorail on Twitter. We're Monday Morning Monorail everywhere else. Please join our Monday Morning Monorail Facebook family group. I said it backwards. It's a family Facebook group. Monday Morning Monorail family Facebook group. You can visit our website, mondaymorningmonorailpodcast.com, where you can find links to our Tee Public store, our vlogs, all sorts of things. And don't forget, on Tuesday nights, we join forces with Frank and Jen from Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz for the Parks and Monorail's Most Magical Hour live, 8.30 p.m. Tuesdays. Be there. Join the chat box. We have a great time. You can see our faces. Yeah. It's on the Dillo's Diz YouTube. <laughs> it's also streamed to the Monday Morning Monorail family group. McKenna comes in halfway through and says goodnight to everybody. It's a great time. We have a blast. We're always hashtag waiting for Adam. Yep. Stephanie. Stephanie? No. Steffers? Steffers shows up from time to time. And every once in a while, we get a drop in from Drunk Stormtrooper. Oh. That's always exciting. So, lots of fun things. Hope you're enjoying your holiday season now that it's kicked off. Get those decorations up. Make a Christmas list. Send us presents. If you have a job you would like me to have, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll have it. <laughs> if you have any jobs, send them McKenna's way. She would appreciate it. Thank you for the job in advance. But <laughs> until we talk to you next time, we hope you have a magical week. Bye-bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. <laughs> See y'all real soon.